welcome to another episode of the Journal of Isakos podcast. My name is Dr. Andreas Voss and together with Dr. Manus Briakis, we are more than happy to have Dr. Riccardo D'Ambrosio from the Instituto Ortopedico Galeazzi Milan, Italy with us today. In this episode, we will talk about his recently published article titled Pulse Electromagnetic Fields Improve Pain Management and Clinical Outcomes After Medial Unicompartmental Knee Orthoplastic, a prospective randomized controlled trial in the Journal of Isacos. Ciao Ricardo and thank you for your time to join our podcast. So before we start, maybe you can tell us a few words about your clinical and scientific background. Hello everyone. Uh, I am Dr. Riccardo Rambrosi from Milan, and I'm involved uh, specifically in uh, knee surgery, both uh, arthroplasty and sports medicine in knee surgery. And uh, uh, I'm also a researcher at the University of Milan, and uh, I'm happy to present uh, this, pa this paper. And thanks, Andy, for the invitation. Great. So, how did you come up with this study? Is the post-electromagnetic field a commonly used therapy of the knee orthoplasty? Thanks for the question. And uh, there are several aspects that we have to analyze when we perform uh, a new compartmental knee orthoplasty. Uh, first of all, we have seen in several uh, meta-analyses that arthroplasty have 93 to 98% of su survivorship. But there is still uh, a concern about uh, post-inflammatory pain, and uh, it's well known from several previous studies that PEMF therapy, in particular the I1 therapy, can represent an important adjunct to post-operative to avoid chronic pain by preventing the detrimental effect of inflammation induced by surgery on joint tissue. Uh, so, as reported also by another paper uh, published by Moretti and Adaranti, uh, PEMS are able to reduce the inflammatory reaction caused by the surgery. And we have also to consider that uh, in a unicompartmental neatroplasty, there is also the contralateral compartment that can have a mild osteoarthritis. And so PEMS can also help in reducing the pain in contralateral compartment. So based on this consideration, we have decided to plan a prospective randomized clinical trial to assess pain relief in patients undergoing medial mobile bearing and compartmental neatroplasty stimulated with PEMS compared to a control group. Perfect, thank you. So how does a post-electromagnetic field work? PEMS act as modulators of adenosine and can increase the functionality of the endogenous agonist. An interesting observation is that in men or sarcoidic synovial fibroblasts, PEMS inhibit the release of prostaglandin E2 and the pro-inflammatory cytokines interleukin 6 and 8, while it stimulates the release of interleukin 10 and an anti-inflammatory cytokine. These effects are mediated by the PEMS-induced upregulation of adenosine A2A and adenosine receptors. Moreover, PEMS contract the interleukin 1B, increasing the synthesis of proteoglycans and proliferation of chondrocytes acting in concert with insulin-like neurofactor EGF-1, presenting both synovial fluid and articular cartilage. So it plays a key role among the anabolic neurofactors that control articular joint metabolism. Thank you. So can you just briefly explain how you used this therapy in your study? What was your setup for the study? 
First of all, we create two groups with no statistical difference at baseline. So patients were randomized into a control or experimental group stimulated with PEMS using a web-based computer program. The stratification was dividing into age, so female and male, uh, sex, and smoking, so yes or no smoking. All the patients needed an informed consent for recruitment and were allocated to experimental group. And in this case, patient should use the I1 therapy for four hours per day uh, for 60 days. The treatment started within three to seven days after the surgery and was managed at home or during the rehabilitation period. Uh, the patient could wear the battery operated device day or night and were instructed to interrupt the treatment in case of adverse events. So you mentioned four hours of daily therapy for 60 days is a long time. How did you make sure that patients were following the protocol? Patient compliance was a concern because the use of I1 therapy for four hours per day for 60 days required a significant commitment. But the device included a clock to record the patient's compliance. Okay, perfect. So um, why didn't you include a placebo group? Um, I'm just asking because you especially mentioned this in the article. We mentioned this in the article because it was one of the observations performed by the reviewers and the ethics committee did not feel it necessary to propose a placebo group since ample literature support the use of I1 therapy as an anti-inflammatory treatment in the post-surgical setting. However, it should be acknowledged that all clinical evaluations were performed by physicians and were that the patient was in a placebo group. Okay. So what was the most important finding of your study? And can these results be transferred into daily practice? The main findings are, I want therapy leads to significant pain relief after medial compartmental neutroplasty compared to the standard protocol. I want therapy leads to higher percentage of patients who achieve the highest degree of satisfaction after medial UK compared to the standard protocol. I1 therapy should be considered a completion of the surgery procedure after UK. So did the results change your clinical practice? Rather than changing the clinical practice, the study results allow for planning therapeutic strategy to accompany surgery so that the patient can be offered all available treatment options. In addition, in a legal dispute, this helps the physician to demonstrate that he has followed all the criteria for good clinical practice. Thank you, Ricardo. I think um, that's all I have to ask. Um, it's a really great uh, study and I think the results from your study are promising helping uh, patients undergoing unicondromal plasty. So, Ricardo, thank you once again for your time to join our podcast and hopefully we'll have you back uh, for your next podcast with your next publication in the Journal of Isacos. Thanks for your attention and thanks for the invitation. This was Associate Professor Dr. Andreas Voss from the University Hospital of Regensburg in Germany on behalf of the Journal of Isacos. We hope to have you back for our next episode. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the society or the journal.